0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And good luck to all you teal hunters as we uh, get very close to the uh, legal shooting time. I uh, hope you're successful. Remember, the bag limit is six. And they got blue wings, green wings, and cinnamon teal only. That's the only birds that are legal. Uh, we saw some wood ducks, model ducks, and also lots of those... Uh, Mexican whistlers. I tell you, I just can't for the life of me understand why it takes so long to get a bird that's um, given us some opportunity to become recognized and let them be hunted during the teal season when the majority of them are here. and A lot of them are becoming resident birds and more and more of them are being taken, which legal to do it during the regular duck season. Anyway, I guess we got to just get the, the ear of the right people and, and get that word going. All right, uh, got some text messages coming in. 87870s 870, 870 is where we take the text messages. I'm hearing from Joe G. and Scotty Lee. They're going to do a smackdown on some largemouth bass. All right, go get them. Uh, hearing from Roland Cortez, one of our duck hunting guides. And uh, let's see, we got a message for the guy that goes by the name of Rabbit in Chalmette. Uh, he is told by his buddies Bubba Chuck and Uncle Don. I hadn't heard from these guys in a while. They're going out to the rice field this morning to get some teal. Uh, They've got limits every day west of Gaydon. Yeah, that's the kind of reports I've been getting. Uh, they got a group of six hunting this morning in short sleeves and wearing mosquito spray. And the message for you, Rabbit, is quit working and go shoot some teal. That's some, that's some good advice. All right, uh, If speaking of all this hunting, we're getting pretty close now to our Cajun invasion hunt to South Dakota. Uh, two weeks to choose from: either November the 11th through the 15th, or you can go the 15th through the 19th. Three days, four nights. Upland pheasant hunt with Bad River bucks and birds. Uh, there's a big discount for show listeners. It's 16.95. That covers everything. That's your lodging, your food. Uh, they do have a limit on how many they can take. Uh, it's located on a 100-year-old family ranch. And we have been going there for the last, I don't know, five or six years. We have a great time with Brett Weibel and that gang up there. So if you want to get in on this, go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and look right there in the center of the home page, and you're going to see Cajun Invasion, a little banner. Click on there, and all the details with the contact information, and Brett is is going to be listed there. Now, the Alaskan Cajun Invasion, i got to tell you, it is booking up already for next summer. And... It's a little harder to find, but if you go in there and, and scroll down and look through Cajun invasions, you'll it'll pop up, and Ralph Crystal's put together that new package for us. All right, closer to home here in Louisiana, coming up on Saturday, October 5th. This is... Uh, an effort put together by the CCA Louisiana and We Heart Veterans. This is a rodeo, fishing rodeo to benefit aging wartime veterans. It's going to be at Art and Vicky's The Dock, which is located right there on Lake Pontchartrain uh, south of Slidell. Got an after-the-rodeo party, live entertainment stuff for the kids. And we're going to be talking a lot more about this with uh, John Sutton, who's really the director of this and done a wonderful job of getting the information out and tell you how you can register. It's going to be Saturday, October 5th. And for early registration, it's $75 per angler. And if it's uh, under 15, kids can register for $35. Another event coming up that uh, we will be part of, it's called a Wild Night. And this is put on by the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, uh, not to be confused with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, this organization, uh, they actually donate funds and, 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 and resources to the agency to better conserve and, and, and enhance the, the, the wildlife and fisheries resources in the state. Perfect example, Louisiana Black Bear, uh, Louisiana Whooping Crane. Uh, they do some wonderful work, and this is a fundraising event. It's going to be October the 10th at 530 at Live Oak Arabians Horse Farm, Jefferson Highway in Baton Rouge, uh, if you've been to the CCA Awards Banquet, same location. Uh, they've got auctions and raffles, and so fundraiser, a wonderful organization that really contributes a lot to fishing and hunting in Louisiana. If you can make it there, come see us. Our Bayou Wild TV crew will be there. Then we also have a ladies fishing rodeo in Grand Isle. Melissa Terabon is a contact person. This is the 13th annual Ladies Only now, Columbus Day weekend, October 11th through 12th, and you're going to hear me talking a whole lot more about that in the coming weeks. But right now we take a break to come back, and we'll get to some more of your text messages at 870-870, and also get a fishing report from Mike Gallo, eastern side of the state, fishes Lake Catherine, uh, Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Biloxi Marsh, We'll get his report for you coming back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we have this guy, we call him the Thinking Man's Fisherman, Captain Mike Gallo. And his reports each week are brought to you by SeaTow. And you know them. They offer those fuel drops if you run dry, wherever, whenever you need it. They'll tow you in 24-7, jumpstart you if you've got electrical problems. But what you're really getting for 179 bucks for a whole year Peace of mind because you know while you're out there that if you break down, you have problems, rescue is just one phone call away. To become a member, a couple ways to do it. Call Captain Chris 504-301-4545 or go to seeto sign up online. Very easy to do. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now and uh Mike, uh, boy you know, you're probably coming off a pretty good week, but looks like a tough weekend with these conditions we got.
2: Yeah, Don, I believe that's an accurate uh, portrayal of what's going to take place later today. I can I can reiterate what uh, Robbie said. We had some good weather earlier in the week, and I was able to fish the outer edges of the Biloxi Marsh, some of those islands out there, Brush Island, Martin Island, Comfort Island, and that's where the quality trout are. Out in those areas, if I caught 10, I could keep six or seven. They were keepers. As I move closer in that ratio, when you get close to the Wrigley's and fish in Lake Catherine, that ratio is almost exactly the opposite. You catch 10 in the local area and you can keep three and you throw back six or seven. So the transition's, uh, starting, obviously it's not going to happen as fast as we would like it to happen because we wanted it to happen yesterday. Anyway, uh, So that's our trout forecast. There are some trout in the area, um, just very few of them, and it does seem like the majority of the ones you catch are right at 12 inches, 12 and a half. Uh, Plenty of redfish in the local area. Looks like with the wind that we have and the high water, my suggestion is going to be to fish the deeper passes, Unknown Pass, Wrigley's Pass, Lake Catherine Pass, uh there's shell pads in a lot of those areas and live bait on the bottom is probably going to be the ticket other than that i would say up and down the intercoastal waterway along some of those drains and bayous and cuts things like that with the water being high those nice loud four horsemen type corks are going to be really good for helping you call attention to your bait Uh, yesterday yesterday i spent half the day fishing in ponds in the Biloxi Marsh, uh, and we had seven redfish, and my normal procedure, I like ponds or lakes early, and then as the day starts to heat up, I would like to move into a bayou where I have more moving water, so we did that. We moved into a bayou, and we fished this bayou 45 minutes and didn't catch a single fish, Fortunately, that bayou intersects with another bayou, and there was three times as much current in the second bayou. And every other point, we got a redfish off of. So we caught twice as many fish in half the amount of time, fishing points with a lot of current running by. The boat was drifting at over two miles an hour. I looked at it on the GPS. We were drifting that fast with just the current pushing us along and the wind. it was quite windy yesterday, but really a lot of current. And with with this warm water, those fish don't have a problem sitting right in that current, right tight up against the bank. And that's where the bait fish get flushed on, flushed to them and sets up a perfect ambush. So that'll be exactly how I start today. High tide, I believe, is 7 a.m. over in the Shell Beach area, which is an accurate tide gauge for the Biloxi Marsh. So we're going to make our way over there slow and steady because it's a little bit breezy this morning. Not too terribly bad, but we'll make our way over there slow and steady and I will be fishing bayous with points and that that current rolling past the point. We'll fish those four horseman style corks with shrimp or even gulp under a cork. and uh, That's going to be how we're going to do it. Hopefully we can get it done before. It's supposed to rain around noon, so hopefully we can get our box nice and slimy before we have to head in.
1: I feel confident you will. That sounds like an excellent plan that you got. Uh, you know, as it, tough as it can make it, a rise with this strong east wind and it brings the tides up a little bit, it, I really think that's just what we need as far as to get the salty water back into Ponchatrain after that long Bonnie carry opening and, and get some good salty water with some bait in there and get that maybe in time for the World Series trout to show up.
2: Yeah, one thing I'm seeing, Don, that is a positive that I haven't seen in the last couple of years. My neighbors up and down Salt Bayou here are catching shrimp off of their docks with a cast net. And we haven't seen that in a while. So we know when those trout start making their way in, they're going to follow the bait. And the bait's already here. So that's a real good sign. Um, I think we'll have a good fall fishing. It might be middle of October before it kicks off with some consistency but I think we'll have a good year. There's been so much less pressure on these local fish that um, I think feel there'll be more of them when they return.
1: Got it. Sounds good, Mike. Somebody want to get a hold of you and make some reservations to come down to the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge and enjoy some of this fall fishing coming up. Uh, tell them all the ways they can get you.
2: Very easy. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, a very good website, a lot of information there. My website, aaofla.com. You can find us on Facebook, or you can call us on the old reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. And Don, I did want to mention that CETO has their fall special going on right now, 14 months for the price of 12. So your price doesn't, doesn't change. You get an additional two months of service, and it can overlap if you're already a member. So I just hey, want to mention
1: it. Thank you for doing that. I'll no argue. better time to sign up when you can get an extra couple of months on the on the plan. Mike, have a great day, and hope you got some redfish on the grill later this evening.
2: All right, Don. We'll talk to you next week, and you have a good day as well.
1: All righty. Thanks so much. <laughs> Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Coming back after this, we will be talking with another field reporter, Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club member Brendan Bayard, and the winner, of the IFA kayak tournament, will tell you. Let him tell you how he did it, what he won, and also give you some reports and tips if you headed out with your kayak this Saturday morning. We'll be right back. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network, and we have a paddlers report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got some of the best kayak fishing models like brands from Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. You can check out their website, see the line, at MasseyOutfitters.com. They're also on Facebook. Joining us now is Brendan Bayard, one of our reporters. And, Brendan, congratulations on your IFA Kayak Tour Championship. Uh, Let's go back a week and tell folks how the weekend went for you.
3: Uh, So uh, I got down there on uh, Thursday morning to uh, do a little scouting around uh, before the tournament, uh, the two-day tournament started on Friday um, and Saturday. Uh, so I went down there, checked out the water conditions of all the areas up and down Highway 1. Uh, didn't really, uh, you know, spend a lot of time fishing each little location, because with a kayak, you know, you certainly have to launch again and put it back in your truck. And So I just would launch, kind of paddle around, make a few casts, and, and load up. And I, I started really, you know, from Golden Meadow checking out the water conditions, going to Leeville, going to uh, Bayou uh Fouchon, the Bell Pass area, and then uh, finally down to the Grand Isle area where uh, I caught some, some redfish in the pass uh, right before the captain's meeting on that evening. So I was feeling pretty good. Um, the water conditions in the pass were pretty uh, pretty dirty, but the fish were still there. There was a lot of water hyacinths and stuff that kind of basic river kind of, uh, flow stuff that you know you get from Mississippi uh, whenever the prevailing wind conditions drive all that stuff over. But uh, you know the fish were underneath all that stuff and we're catching. I think I caught a, a really nice big bull uh, pre-fishing. It was probably like 44 inches or so. So, knew some big fish were in there and feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, going to bed uh, ready to to fish the tournament. This time of year the trout are always really kind of small. Uh, I, I just heard the report from Mike. Uh, you know, you you catch 10 fish and, you know, you know, half of them are throwbacks. There's a lot of 10 inch fish. There's a lot of, you know, really small fish mixed in with the keepers. And when I woke up on, uh, on Friday morning to start the tournament day, Never did I imagine I was going to catch, uh, you know, a 23-inch, a twenty-three four-pound trout
4: <laughs> to start my day.
3: But when that happens, it's kind of like, wow, this is kind of, uh, I don't know, I get, you just get really lucky sometimes. And whenever that happens, you're like, I'll take it. I, I mean, I put myself in a position where I knew a lot of those big resident trouts, um, you know, have been caught over the years. Uh, I kind of really believe that you know some of these reefs and some of these structures and some of these bays out here, uh, they really tend to hold bigger fish. For whatever reason, it's almost like if a big fish gets caught in there, another big fish kind of comes back in his little spot and it's like I'm going to take over this area. And if you just are the right person to cast a top water through their little zone, you get to uh, you get to catch those guys. And uh, I caught that fish. To catch photo and release tournament. So you just, uh, you know, boga grip the trout, put them on your board, uh, take the picture on the ruler that uh, everybody gets the same ruler from the IFA, and then just let her swim off and then go back for red fishing. So uh, uh, I caught that fish at about 7 a.m. I had till 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. to fish on the first day. Uh, got down to uh, Barataria Pass to to go fish for my bull reds, which most of the field was doing that day. Um, it's um, you know the, there's such a big area out there with lots of di- different sand flats uh, that come off of the main pass uh, on the on the backside of Barretaria Pass where a lot of bulls are caught went out there and just use your depth finder and, and uh, kind of paddle around and kind of figure eights and, and, and check the different depths and look for bait schools and, and sometimes you can actually see the big groups of red on your depth finder. It looks kind of just like a big ball of, uh, you know, giant fish and arcs and stuff down there, and uh, you can literally just drop straight down on them. I wasn't seeing too much of that uh, on that day. Uh, there were some people catching fish, you know, as soon as I got there, I couldn't, I couldn't catch anything. Um, I, I struggled to catch a redfish until the very last minute of the day. I felt really blessed at the beginning of the day and really cursed while I was fishing for redfish uh, all day Friday. Uh, finally caught a, a bull red on, on, uh, at about 130 and uh, was really thankful to, to get that bite. So on my, on my first day, I only caught two fish. They were just the right fish. And I had a nice lead of, uh, you know, probably about four inches or three and a half inches over the next competitor uh, going into the second day. So, uh, luckily, uh, I just we had some weather coming in on Saturday, so I decided to go straight for the bull red uh, fishing to get that knocked out of the way. Because if you don't really catch a bull red, and since I had struggled so much the day before, uh, I figured, you know, if I if I don't catch this bull red, then uh, you know, I really don't stand a chance of, of, holding up my, uh, my length for the tournament. So, uh, went out there, had the camera vote on me. Uh, you'll, you'll get to see it when it comes out on their, uh, their televised episode, uh, later this year. But, uh, you know, walk, uh, paddled around, couldn't find anything for a while. Then at about seven thirty, eight o'clock, uh, we started catching some fish and I hooked up on a nice one. Uh, it, it popped my line, uh, I had been worn out by throwing the kind of the bigger 4,000, 5,000 size reel the day before. So I'd opted for the three, three thousand size spinning reel and I simply, uh, made a bad mistake, but I was tired and, and it broke off even though I was kind of babying it. Uh, then later I switched back to the bigger rod hooked up and brought in the fish and it was, uh, about 40 inches. And then, uh, then went to fishing. By that time, the wind was blowing really hard, but uh, the water was still clean. And I fished the backside of Grand Isle, and I just really worked the uh, the rocks behind uh, Grand Isle methodically. Uh, you, uh, they were kind of the current was running right down the uh, rocks behind Grand Isle. You know, from uh, it seems like it goes all the way from uh, you know uh, Rose Thorn Point Road on all the way to Commonata Pass. So I just worked those rocks over and I finally caught a 17 inch trout, and uh, that was it.
1: Excellent. Brendan, if you'll stay with me, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want you to tell the folks what that paid off for you, combining your scouting effort, the experience and knowledge you have of the area, then the persistence that you did, the hung in on that second day, and a little luck, too. All those things combined results in an IFA Kayak Tour Championship for Brendan Bayard. You can see his picture on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. When we come back, he's going to tell you what he won and also give you a little fishing report. We'll be back to do that right after this three-minute pause on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. And if you're just tuning in, uh, we have our field reporter, Brendan Bayard. He's also the winner of the IFA Kayak Tournament last weekend. On the line with us, he just described... His three-day effort, which included scouting, personal experience of the area, and then some persistence in catching that redfish on the second day, and a little bit of luck to land a big trout early on the first day. When we come back from this station identification pause, he's going to tell you what the payoff was right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And Brendan, what was at stake uh, for this tournament for the winner?
3: Um, so for the winner, um, you uh, you got a uh, a new Hobie Pro Angler kayak donated by uh, Hobie. Uh, that is the the large. It's almost like a boat, a little personal uh, boat that has rod holders below deck, storage, and um, it's it's the Cadillac of kayaks, if you will. So, got that. The retail on that is uh, thirty nine hundred dollars. I got a brand new one of those. They have a new drive that comes with the Hobies this year. It's the uh, the fins that uh, stick below the water. If you hit the fins, uh, they're, they're called the breakaway fins. So if you hit a rock, the fins bend back against the hole, and when you pedal, they straighten back out. So it's uh, it's a really neat, uh, one of the biggest advantages that the engineers have come up over the years that have introduced to the boats this year. Uh, I'm really excited to test it out. Um just uh, that, uh, I got $200 for the Big Trout Award, and I got $500 cash for the Angler Advantage uh, kind of Calcutta that, that you can optionally enter when you fish the IFA tournaments.
1: Nice payday for a weekend's work. Huh?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Uh, you know, I, I have a little fishing account, and uh, I kind of try to keep track of all this stuff. and. You know, um, you get 1099 at the end of the year if you do a lot of this tournament fishing and just keep track of your gas and, uh, you know, it helps pay for expenses of, you know, the year of fishing and stuff like that. So, And I also give my wife a little spending money to go get something nice. We got some <laughs> shutters at the house and, you know, you know, happy wife, happy life. And, and you uh, got that right. You know, yeah, so uh, we, it was a great tournament. I really loved IFA because, you know, people come in from, uh, you know, second place was from North Carolina third place was from florida fourth place was from texas you meet these people from all over the country that have all fished Mm -hmm. saltwater tournaments but they kind of converge on the championship so it's it's really fun
1: well let us know when that tv program is going to air so we can let everybody know they can watch it well brendan we know that uh the bull red fishing is good in the passes. you've proved that last weekend what else is going on for the kayakers this weekend
3: uh we have uh next weekend the the rumble on the river which is uh the last of the regular season bayou coast uh uh, cha- uh championship series tournaments um those are the last options to qualify for the bayou coast championship which is going to be held later in november but uh this tournament takes place on uh the both sides of the river uh in St Bernard and Plaquemines parish Lots of the guys have been catching redfish you know even you know, from far south is uh, the Wagon Wheel, catching really nice reds down there, you know, up to, uh, you know, Eric, uh, Captain Eric has been steadily getting nice limits of fish over there in his area from, you know, uh, uh, Joshua's up to uh, Port Sulphur and, and beyond, Up even up in uh, Lake Hermitage, a lot of guys are catching really nice fish, so. Lots of nice uh, reds being caught. We'll see what happens next week with the two redfish tournament. Uh, You know, you got a lot of guys scouting on the other side of the river in the traditional haunts like Reggio and Delacro, catching nice fish as well. You know, trout fishing is a little harder this time of year, but, you know, redfishing has been great. So uh, it's the perfect time of year to have a redfish tournament. And uh, I think uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think we got 70-something odd people signed up for that. So uh, it'll be a pretty big turnout for that event
1: uh and for the freshwater fishermen uh the bass open series lake gunnersville we got some local bayou coast kayak members fishing that one up there today
3: yeah we have uh there's a, a hobie world spot on the line for this tournament uh it's a two-day tournament uh we've i've been following up with uh local anglers posting their reports you know a couple of guys from baton rouge yesterday uh, were posting eight pound bass they're catching on frogs so it seems like a really good time up in Gunnersville. So. Wish all those guys from the local area a lot of luck. Hopefully they can uh, compete with a lot of the locals that are up there fishing, but uh, this is the closest uh, Hobie Bass Open event that we had to Louisiana this year, so I'm sure that's why a lot of them opted to make this this trip. Very good,
1: Brendan. Very good, Brendan. Thank you for the report. Congratulations on your win. We're very proud to have you on this program. Thanks so
3: much. All right. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Take care. See you next time.
1: Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Coming back after this, Ryan Lambert, he's got a fishing and a hunting report. See, they do both of that down in Burris. They teal hunt and they catch fish too. Back with his report right after this. We might have to change his name to the Man of Steel since it's duck hunting and you've got to use that non-toxic shot. I'm talking about Ryan Lambert where they do a lot of casting and blasting down at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge in Burris. So, Ryan, what's been better, the teal hunting or the fishing?
4: I don't know, but steel man, the man of steel sounds a lot better than the plastic man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd like that. (laughs) Uh, You know, we had two slow days on the hunts when it was dead calm and and hot and, you know, nothing to push them, but they they got pushed a little bit yesterday and everybody got their limit. And I'm sure they will again today. And then we got a little front coming that's going to push some more. So I. I hear a little bit of shooting off the reserve right now. I'm sitting in Luling, you know, by Grand Ridge, and uh, I can hear a little bit of shooting in, in uh, Salvador Game Reserve. Not much. I, you know, a few volleys. But uh, there are more teal. These guys saw a lot more yesterday, a lot more migratory flights, and I didn't see any the day before, so... You know, it's it's teal hunting. This is the way it is. They're just pushing through. But the fish, redfish, is really good. The bull reds left to spawn last Saturday, and they're not distributed back. You know, they're still in big schools along the beach. You know, towards Grand Isle and all, they got a a lot of big schools still there. You know, they just, you know, they go that way and they spawn, and next thing you know, they'll all be back. So this week they're all coming home again. Well, put the welcome mat out for them. Yeah, you just gotta know nature and what it does. So, so you, all of a sudden the redfish will disappear, and you're sitting there, oh my god, the fish quit biting. No, no, that's not what happened. You know, it's you just gotta keep up with it all. It's I guess years and years of doing it, it will teach you a lot of it.
1: How's our friend uh, the river doing? River still falling.
4: The river's at four eight and falling. And uh, this week the speckle trout will start moving inside. You know the, you know next around the, the end of september to the first of october just overnight they'll show up just like teal you know trout will just show up on the inside so everything's changing this week which is you know this is my favorite time of the year football hunting and speckled trout inside it's just just what we like
1: <laughs> well sounds like it's all ready to go so uh you're going to be back down there tonight right
4: yep i'm going to go back down tonight we're having our big tournament at grand ridge today so as uh, soon as we finish beating up on that little white ball, I'll be right back down the river with some little yellow shells.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing some myself. And uh, Now, I'm, I found something out about Sarah Jo. You don't have to invite her twice to do anything. One invitation,
4: she's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like her a lot already. She's, uh, <laughs> and she's got a teal call. I mean, she, <laughs> that's as good as you can get. Yeah, that's about
1: it. So. Well, hopefully we'll have some birds flying. You know, one thing about teal, you can't give up on them. You know later it gets oh, in the no. season, the more chance you got of new arrivals because they they're coming and leaving every day,
4: yeah, you know uh, the the offshore boys are sit they were sitting out there about sixty miles offshore, just sitting on the water, resting, then get up and go some more, you know sometimes they don't even rest, they're just right over the top of the water, they're not high and they, They just keep on going. They're going to Central America. So we just catch them on the way through. We're lucky because we're one of the few states that really gets a shot at them. Us in Texas because they pass through the the flyover states. That might be why they fly over states, not because the airplanes, because the teal just fly right over them. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they come here and they rest a little bit, and we get a shot at them. And, and I'm glad because it's a, it's a great, great sport. And everybody says, well, it's hot in the mosquitoes. It's really not. It's nice and fresh in the morning. And you don't have the bugs you're thinking about because you're in, you're in the atmosphere where the water's always moving. So, you know, it's it's one of my favorite times of the year.
1: All right, got a question. Just texted in. Want to know if Fort Jackson is fishable or do you have to wait for the river to lower, I guess he's asking about—is it launchable more than fishable at Jones? Oh no, it's
4: not launchable at all. It's uh, it's completely silted over in the front. You you can't get a Rog out of there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so that, and it was deep last year, and it completely silted over with that river high for so long. Everything wow. there's there's new land everywhere. You really have to be careful where you're running.
1: Yeah, well, that's some good information because a lot of people may be counting on that. You know, go down there early in the morning and then get faced with that. So it's good info. Oh, hit
4: that thing wide open in a mud boat. It's going to be a bad day. Not a good day. I mean,
1: you can up there so high. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe we'll do
1: that. Maybe it sounds like a good idea. All right, we'll see you a little bit later on and see you again next week. If somebody wants to get in touch with you and get in on some of this last week of teal season and schedule some fall fishing, give them the information to get you.
4: Yeah, they, they can uh, go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, see our new website, or they can call me direct at 504 559
1: 5111. And you can ask for either the plastic man or the man of steel. Either one, he goes by.
4: <laughs> I right, have a great day. See you, see you later.
1: Captain Brian Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, always having fun. All right, coming back after this, a couple guys, uh, well, they got in trouble with the law, dealing with alligators. Bad boy story coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, the Louisiana alligator season didn't open until September the 4th, so when wildlife and fishery agents received information about an illegal hunt that took place on August 30th in the Voiles Parish, that led to the seizure of a 12-foot gator and two 4- to 6-foot alligators and one of the two alleged outlaws' last alligator tag. Agents cited Jared Tassen of Marksville and Hilton Rushing, both 37, of Denham Springs, for taking alligators during a closed season. Tassen was also cited for taking alligators from an unapproved area. Tassin and Rushing took three gators in Calcasieu Parish, used two of all's parish tags on two of them, and then they used a Calcasieu Parish tag on the other alligator. However, agents found out that that alligator was taken from an unapproved area. Rushing was also cited for taking alligators without a license, and if convicted, facing up to a total of $4,477 in criminal fines, and civil restitution to replace the value of the Gators to the state, plus a possible 120 days in jail, our 37-year-olds Jared Tassen of Marksville and Hilton Rushing of Denham Springs are bad boys of the outdoors. All right, checking on our uh, text message board, we've got uh, David and Joe going to catch some bass at Manshack. Good luck to you. A uh, Baton Rouge listener says first time back on the water, going to go get some green trout. A lot of people going for the freshwater today. I guess maybe those windy conditions have something to do with that. And then we also have this comes in uh, I really enjoyed the river shrimp segment with Roy Lee this week on Bayou Wild TV. Thanks for documenting this now scarce form of shrimp and shrimping. That's from our Alabama listener, David Hubble. Thank you, David. That reminds me to remind people about Bayou Wild this week. Uh, Go to my uh, website, and you'll find the schedule of where it airs in the Times. Uh, it's all about shrimping. Uh, George Barisich uh, uh, operates shrimping charters out of St. Bernard. And then that very unique uh, Mississippi River shrimp. A lot of people don't even realize we have shrimp in Mississippi River. And the brother of John Foltz is one of the last of a of a dying breed that goes out and pursues them, and he shows how to do it. And then we've got a great recipe for cooking Cajun fried rice, uh, Cajun Vista style, with our good buddy, Tofield Bourgeois. I'm sure you'll I'll be delighted to see him on the camera again. All right, <clears throat> let's see. We've got some more text messages coming in. Uh, somebody likes the Man of Steel. Great handle for Ryan Lambert. All right, we've got a busy, more outdoors program coming up. That's the show that comes on right after this one. We live stream it. Uh, you can go to my webpage, and there's a click here, you can listen to it on your laptop or your desktop or your iPhone. Or you can go to radio.com and find it right there. It's easy. We're going to have several guests. We're going to be talking about the Slidell Wild Game Seafood and Barbecue Cook-Off. Uh, We'll do that with uh, Slidell Chief uh, Fandle. We also have John Sutton of the We Heart Veterans Fishing Rodeo. And we're going to talk to Gritta Griffin. We've got the Redfish World Series and Festival coming to St. Bernard Parish next week. And then in the final hour, Keith Lusher, who hosts the North Shore Fishing Report, has a website by the same name, and Wendy Billiot, the Bayou Woman. They are a couple of fellow Outdoor Writer Association members. We do a a a once-a-month show called Hunt Fish Talk. We're going to be talking about some new Louisiana fish record rules and going over what some of the biggest issues are that are facing our next governor. And we have the election just a few weeks away, uh, trying Mm -hmm. to identify what we see as some of the biggest and main issues dealing with that. All right, uh, also want to remind you, going on today, a little bit later on, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., they've got an International Coastal Cleanup Day. And they're going to be taking place down at Elmer's Island, that little jewel that we have down near Grand Isle. And if you want to participate in that, just show up between 10 and 1 and give them a little bit of help and uh, keep that area clean. It's a a real treasure that we have. It's a a barrier island, and uh, basically it uh, offers a lot of resources for fishing and crabbing and beach, combing, and swimming for the kids. All right, we say goodbye to our affiliate stations. Uh, we'll be back again next week, 5 to 7 a.m., with another edition of the Outdoor Show. Hope you'll be able to join us then and uh, participate through our text message board at 870-870. Don't forget to check out our two websites, BayouWildTV.com and DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, we come back next week. Uh, we'll have some more fishing reports for you, some uh, wrap-up of the teal season, and be looking ahead to that October small game seasons, and that gets right into the waterfowl and deer seasons, and it's great time for fall and winter fishing and hunting, as it always is here in the great state of Louisiana. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,